You're listening to In Your Face because life demands hard conversations. Watch on YouTube at I Am Tassian and stream on Apple and Spotify podcasts. Okay, yep. Well, no, for those for our listeners and our viewers that are watching on YouTube, listeners on Apple and Spotify, I'm in Mama Faith when my freshman year of college. At, yep. I started at Fisk University. Shout out FU. Um, literally, that's what we used to tell people FU. But no, I met her at Fisk and she was my mama. I just called her my mama from University Choir. If I missed class, she was like, where are you at? And we would do those university tours. You were always looking out for me. And then when I began to look at Greek letter organizations, I was always told I should do one organization. And my number three was very crystal, crystal clear what she was doing. Like everybody knew what, what Shay was going to do. Right. Yeah. So she played a role. was like, well, I was like, I only know this. She's like, you should take a look and really do all your, your research into all the organizations before you make a decision just on based on what someone told you. And I did. I remember going home for spring break my freshman year and two of the ladies at my church were like, are you thinking about pleasure? I'm like, oh, it's or our membership intake process. Um, she's like, oh, are you thinking about joining? And I was like, I am. I am. I've been looking at this organization. And they were like two separate ones and two separate conversations. Like you should look at Zeta Phi Beta Sorority Incorporated. And I was like, that's funny you said that. But OK. And so that was two when I went home. And then when I came back, I will never forget me and Shay were having our talk. She had her little binder that she carried with all her Zeta information. <laughs> and we were looking through it. And then you guys had a probate. It was a probate that spring. The Zetas were coming out, really the only real sorority on the, on the yard at that time. And you were the eighth. And that was like the third charm for me. I was like, okay, here are two women I respect back home. And then my mama that's been my college mama while I've been away at school is the eighth. And I love her and I respect her. And so I'm like, if it's good enough for her, it's good enough for me. And so people don't know, but that's why I really made the decision to join is when I saw you on that line, probating in the rain. Um, Girl, me cry. <laughs> <laughs> but no, for real, that is why I joined Zeta. It was because of you. I claim Howard because that's what my degree is saying, but I never underestimate or devalue the the, the experience I had at this, right? Because right. I, I always say Fisk raised me, but Howard made me because I did all my growing up at this. Like I made all my struggles, all my hardships were at this. And then when I got to Howard, it was just like, I want my degree. <laughs> you know, I got the same experience. Remember, I started at Dillard my first two years. Mm -hmm. By the time I got to Fisk, it was just kind of like I'm ready to get out of school. But yeah. Oh, yeah, because of Hurricane Katrina. Yeah. Right. But Taylor was the thing that, like, made me love this the most. And I tell anybody, like, if it wasn't for Zeta, I probably would have felt homeless, if that makes sense. Yeah, I but get it. Because of Zeta, I have this connection to Fisk, and I love Fisco so much because of Zeta. Because I, I didn't have the experience that everybody else did. Yeah. Because I had circumstance that put me somewhere that I didn't necessarily know I would be. But I'm right. grateful anyway, because it it helped my life so much tremendously. So, Aw, look at us. Look at us have a similar story. Shout out to my mama. That's why you my mama. 
But the reason I had you here is because I just watched you blossom over the last few years from being, I mean, you've always been faith and faith is on faith 24 seven and just had that big bold personality. But then just seeing the way you blossomed on TikTok and Instagram and you come for people's and I'm here for it every single minute. But it's not just clowning people or attacking people. It's really you really putting a, even more of a bigger spotlight and attention to BBWs. And for those that don't know, that's big, beautiful women. And you've right, always been right. a big, beautiful woman with a donk that I wish I had. <laughs> but yeah, I really packed up to be sometimes because you can't find them jeans that fit up your butt. <laughs> well, okay. y'all said you're supposed to jump in your jeans. If you ain't jumping, it's you a problem. Yes, and I don't <laughs> jump all the time, and that's a problem. So it's you're good, just the way you are, honey. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I remember starting to see you post, and I'll be honest, the whole faith is the fat rebel was a little. It it kind of took me off for a minute because I don't like you calling yourself fat, and then. I started looking more at your post and was like, oh, no, this is power. This is her, like, owning her power and owning her story. And I just got a different a different perspective and kind of just wanted to talk to you about that. So, you know, originally I started out as BBW's workout. So when the <laughs> pandemic happened, I just was like, okay, I fell. Honestly, I, I fell in my yard and my ankle swole up and I was like mm, I gotta get active because if not this gonna be a problem in the future so I started working out and I just was posting just to post I mean it wasn't even anything that I was trying to do on purpose and then people started saying well maybe you should consider being uh, an influencer or instructor because when I first started working out it was just kind of like I was gonna join the gym and then I said I'm not gonna lie to myself you done had a bunch of gym memberships that you ain't used. And I'm not going to waste no more money. So I decided myself, well, what do you like to do the most? I, I, I like to twerk. So I started <laughs> out shaking ass. It, it's all right for me to say that. It's I shaking my booty. I would turn the music on and throw it in a circle. And if anybody, everybody who know me know that throw that ass in the circle is my dream. So yes, I, would, it is. I would throw it in a circle and then I would go to the park. And I kid you not, I can only walk half a mile. That's all I could do. But I did it until I built my endurance. Then I had decided, well, Faith, you used to line dance. Start mm -hmm. doing that. I started line dancing. So I would get get in my living room, yep. see what the, the latest dances are. Now, everybody is on this, can't get enough praise with some music. And I absolutely hate that dance because TikTok done made it viral again. And I don't people, even know what that is. People who line dance for real don't like that dance for real because they done drug it in the mud. But anyway, so I started line dancing and then i started posting and i, I got on tiktok and at first i just was posting my workout videos and then i started saying well tiktok you can do a whole lot of stuff on here so then i started being silly i started preaching my sermon and then i started doing fashion and that's how it turned into faith as a fat rebel because i'm like it can't just be bbw's workout because i do way more than that now so then i started getting into fat liberation and a lot of people don't know that's a thing right now so now in a whole lot of online spaces, the, the conversation is going on about size inclus inclusivity and fashion, um, even like everyday life, 
discrimination against plus size people, all of those things. So now it's not just about like working out or even looking good. It's about people seeing us, respecting us, and leaving us the hell alone. So a lot of times when you see me doing my clapback videos, it's really just me saying, we here, get the hell over. And if you got a problem, <laughs> block me. You ain't got to look. But I'm not going to hide in the shadows because you got a problem with fat people. And fat is absolutely not a bad word. It's not. It's not. It's no, you taking the now, power back. And it made, I'm telling you, it made me look at it. I was like, I'm going to text mom and tell her to take that out because you're not fat. You're beautiful. But then I started really looking at your content and what you were doing. And I was like, no, this is changing the narrative behind I think how culture and our society has made us look at the word fat, right? Yes. Um we we look at it as a negative connotation. It's something wrong with you if you're fat. Um right. because we all are supposed to fit this one size, that BMI metric chart that really doesn't even take in the, the cultural significance of our genetics, right? Like as right. a black woman, I may have a bit more meat on my bone. I've always technically according to that BMI chart been overweight and I mean my aunt Hanifa calls me Oprah because she thinks I'm doing stuff like this I say I'm over because I always fluctuate up and down in my weight um shout out I so I, I'm technically a part of BBW too but <laughs> I think that it but it was because growing up I was always trying to fit into that BMI chart and I never fit it so I always thought I was overweight I always thought I was fat I have body complex issues until I got older and recognized, well, no, Tatiana, you're thicker. You have thick thighs. You're not going to have thin thighs like that. Look at the family. Right. From. Look at your genetics. Look at your DNA. And there are things that are going to be different. And people think, you know, I'm in the hive. I'm the president of the beehive for the California chapter. And so I love the queen. But I remember loving her because in high school, when she first came out in Crazy in Love, and she came out with them booty shorts. And she was showing her booty and her thickness. And that's when people really started, I think, embracing curviness for me. And I was like, it's okay to have thighs and a little hip and maybe a little booty. I mean, I don't have a flat stomach like Yonce, but it's okay for me to embrace my body and see and, and, and appreciate it. And so now looking at society with people getting BBLs and, you know, to have the bodies that we naturally were born with is absolutely insane but growing up i didn't always think this was a good thing i thought something was wrong with me and those doctor charts made you think it yeah and see the thing with the bmi chart like people don't even know where they where it where it came from and fat phobia is absolutely rooted in racism the bmi chart doesn't even apply to white women if we want to be really truthful about it because from the last time i read the number the average size of the woman in the united states is like a size 16. Mm -hmm. Not a size four. So most right. of us are plus size. Now, yeah. all of us ain't SBBWs. We ain't all super size. And all of us wouldn't even be considered fat. But by fashion standards, yeah. most women in the United States are plus size. So it's not even realistic to think that it just affects us because it doesn't. But it doesn't even, it, and the people who it's made for, it ain't even for them. Right. They don't even fit into it. But it's just, right. it's another like after effect. After effect of racism, fat phobia is just like homophobia. It's just like racism. I mean, it's, it's all the same thing. It's just rooted in anti-blackness because black folks, our bodies are different. And yep. it don't matter if we're from the United States, 
Cuba, Ghana, it don't matter. We look different than everybody else. We do. And as I've gotten older, I've learned to appreciate everything that I come with that I naturally have. I did see what that one of your TikToks where you were talking about the violence um, and the hate against fat women. I don't mean I, it sounds so disrespectful, no, but I don't mean <laughs> against you know BBWs, and that was like super like impactful to me because you don't I don't I've never thought about it in that context, but watching your videos and how you clap back at these people, I just I can't even believe that people sometimes have the time and the energy to make some of the posts that I've seen you respond to and make some of the videos that they make because it's like. Why, why like, does that bother you? Yeah, like why does it bother you? But the thing is, fat, the intersection of fatness is still acceptable. It's still it's still acceptable to bully fat people, especially fat women, because we got to be real about it. Now, I'm not saying fat men don't have issues that they deal with for being fat, but they don't have to live up. There's not a beauty standard in the same way for men that it is for women. So when you have when you sit at the intersection of blackness and fatness that's a whole lot and then if you're black and you're fat and you're dark skin and you're a tall woman people will treat you like you're a man mm. they really will so even with like people you know it is just it can turn the, the microaggressions can be small they can be big it could be something as little as you walk down the street with a fine man and the people will be like well how she get him because of course a, a fine man can't like a fat woman and then where you experience somebody say, well, how can somebody rape you? You fat. Nobody wants to rape a fat girl, which right. leaves you vulnerable because people think like that. So they know, well, nobody's going to believe that I did this to you because who like fat bitches anyway? That's kind of right. like what the attitude is. That makes it, sense. Yeah. And it's even harder when you are a black woman and you are fat because you don't have whiteness or otherness protecting you. So. I have a ratchet show confession that I watch <laughs> love after lockup <laughs> this past season was really interesting because, you know, um, I can't remember her name, Monique. Monique. Now yes. I don't watch the show. I have never, ever seen the episode of this show, but this, this is another thing with that fat folk because I went and looked at the cast. Mm -hmm. from a bunch of the seasons most of the women are not fat but nope. everybody talks about her and yep. fat women are desperate and they do stuff like that because men don't want them but when you look at most of the cast they ain't big they ain't they big not. They, sh they not and so it was super interesting because I didn't I, and let me add context I don't watch the show I see the clips um, I haven't watched it really since the first season, but I was watching the clips from this past season with her and the guy, I still can't remember his name either, but it was Derek. Derek, yes, Monique and Derek. And it was super just interesting because he's considered a handsome guy. So I think if he wasn't considered handsome, there probably wouldn't have been a big blow up. But because he was handsome, I think most people found him attractive it was like, he can't really want her. He can't really want to be with her. It was just because she was taking care of him while he was locked up. And I would read those comments. And it was literally because of that, because of her weight. Because yep. she's a very beautiful woman. And she I was is. just like, 
if she was smaller, there wouldn't have been this same conversation. And it, it was at all. It was literally because of her weight. The idea of him really desiring her in that way was just not realistic to viewers and to America and people that watch that show. So I ain't gonna lie. Seeing her irritated me. And that's probably something that I gotta unpack myself because I know when I first started hearing about her and I'd be like, oh damn, they about to start saying how desperate big women are because she with this jailbird. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but that is something that I'm gonna have to unpack myself because at the end of the day, it don't matter. If that's what you want to do, that's what you want to do. But absolutely. A lot of people would have never known about that show had not that one, that fat woman been with that dude on there. No, they were the pool for that season. Like yes. everybody watched because they wanted to see what happened with Derek and Monique. That was, that's what they wanted to see. I mean, and I, it's almost like people wanted to see her done wrong and mistreated because she was big. Like, yep. it's almost like when you're fat, you're supposed to be punished by men. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people think that because, I mean, at the end of the day, we're kind of like a threat to the patriarchy because especially those of us who exist in our bodies and are happy being with how we are, we ain't out here looking to, to appease the male gaze. And so if they can make us feel bad, then women that they really want will keep their standards low. They can make those women feel bad. But because you can't make me feel bad, I think I look damn good. It's a threat to them. So yeah, they, they, they absolutely want to see like big, big women punished. And even there's a lot of women who feel like that. And something that I found interesting that I really didn't notice until TikTok, a lot of darker skinned, thin women are extremely fat folded. Mm. And it's almost like, you know, you sit at this intersection of darkness, and I know how bad people treat dark-skinned women, but it's kind of like, well, at least I ain't fat. Mm. So then they double down. A lot of them double down on us, too. And it's kind of like, I, I have a way that I can be better than you because everybody else thinks they're better than me. And they treat me bad, so I can treat somebody else bad. That's interesting. But even, like, even in the plus-size arena, we have drama, too. Like, because fatness is a spectrum. Then you have those smaller size women who are plus size who try to like hijack it. So you will see a lot of women. And I used to be like, everybody want to be a BBW now. I blame Drake because he said this in his song. <laughs> so, you know, you have, let me see, a woman like maybe Takara, the, the model. Mm -hmm. She's not somebody I would consider plus size. The one from America's Next Time Model. Uh, but because she wore size 10 or whatever, and it's not a European thing. People call her plus size. But now you get to where, okay, we get some rep representation. But for the most part, you're not going to see women who have my body type, who have a big stomach. Even like on the websites with the fat fashion, it's going to be somebody who has wide hips. She might be a size 18, but she got a flat stomach. She's going to be tall, so she won't have the same proportions. She's mm. not going to be apple shaped. She's going to have a big butt. So, like, there's a um, a spectrum of fatness. And we even have drama in the BBW or the plus-size community because of the fatness spectrum. And a lot of times, bigger women, are, and I can't even lie, I have privilege even in the plus-size community because of the way I'm shaped. I'm not apple-shaped. So, I have a fat ass. I got breasts. So, men who like plus-size women, 
tend to gravitate to me because of my proportions. And it might be harder for another woman who might have a whole lot of stomach and no, no ass or smaller legs and very round at the top. So even within the plus size community, we have, you know, we have a little thing that we're trying to unpack because shit, everybody, everybody trying to figure this whole thing out. Like just for real, for real. I'm trying to figure it out and I'm not in, well, I tell you, I'm an honorary member of the community. I know you said I'm not in there, but I'm a proud member of the BBW community <laughs> in my mind. And so I just, it's just really crazy to me that in a, in a world now and in a culture right now, we always talk about inclusiveness and, you know, being open and, and to everyone. And we need to be, that's the type of space we need to be creating. Um, diversity equity and inclusion is like dei is the conversation everywhere it's still so many spaces that people don't feel that way and it's still so many conversations and arguments and the fact that i see you clowning these fools and i mean i live for it because you go for their jugular and it's it's nothing they can say because it's just like i just don't know how you have the time like life is life and and you have time to comment about how you have a standard that no one asked you about. Like, if that's right. your standard. It's always men, especially, that don't know that nobody would ever, like, nobody would consider you. So why are you here? I'll be like, sir, you protesting a whole lot. Are you trying to convince me or yourself? Because I didn't ask you to be here. Like, I did not ask you to be here. That nobody video- asked for your unsolicited opinion. Stranger on the internet. And I don't understand why you're so upset about me, my existence, when I literally don't know who the hell you are. That video you did the other day. Which one? It was the one about the guy. He was saying something. And you, your comeback was like, you look like you should be a part of the company. <laughs> he, had glasses. he had glasses. Um, I like down because you were like the audacity. And, um, I and said he, audacity is free and salvation. Yeah. Yes. I, mean, I didn't even I, say that. I just laughed. I was like, yes. Because yes. <laughs> it was like, I think it maybe was in the comments or the caption, like, you should be a part of the community. Because, first off, he did. But second off, that was just, it was literally insane. I was cracking up. But it also just blew me because I started going through all, like, a lot of your videos. And I'm just like, the fact that you have to make these videos so frequently shows the problem. Like, why do we have that? And you would think in the era of Lizzo, and I know she's going through her stuff right now. But you know, she really kind of opened this door in my, for me at least, of big women being in space and like, no, you're going to respect me and own me because I own my body and I'm okay with it, right? I mean, everybody has their preference, but even if, if that's your preference, that's your preference. That's not the world's preference and so i mean now where lizzo is like where do you think what do you think about her i mean she's been like to me the face of bbws and she's getting backlash for saying she's actually like fat shaming and body shaming well the thing about a lot of people a lot of people have this misnomer about plus-size women that we're all like these super nice women who gonna treat you like your like your granny treat you and bake you cookies but just like everybody else, it's a whole lot of mean fat chicks out here. And she, you mess with me the wrong way, I'll get mean on your ass too. Mm. So like, if she was fat shaming, I'm not surprised. Because a whole lot of fat women do that. 
And a whole lot of used to be fat women, fat shame now, or people in general. And I can always tell like the ones who are not, who are not happy fat when they lose weight, when they turn into fat folks. Oh, you hated yourself when you was fat. Cause there's no reason for you to act the way you do knowing that you had to navigate space in a certain type of way because of the way you look for you to be an asshole when you get to a certain size, unless you hate yourself. But first, people need to quit assuming that just because Lizzo fat, she was going to be nice. Because that's just not even a realistic, realistic expectation to have. Outside of like seeing people degrade her, I don't, I mean, I really don't know too much about her music or anything with her. But just, you know, I defend her from time to time because people be disrespectful. But if, if she was doing that stuff, I wouldn't be surprised because a lot of fat women do do that. And I remember this one guy that I follow on Facebook. He does, he's a party promoter here in Dallas. And Monique actually from Love and Lockup a couple weeks ago, they had a BBW swim party and she was one of the hosts. And he mm-hmm. made a post and was like, if you a BBW that like to shame, body shame other BBWs and SSBBWs, please unfriend me because a lot of fat women do it. That's crazy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Well, I know I love, I just love Lizzo for who she is. I can't say I listen to all her music. I know the popular songs that come on the radio or not even radio that's on my title or whatever. And so I listen to her in that regard and I love her because she loved Beyonce. And so we align. We're in the same spirit. You know, <laughs> the part of the beehive is an honor. <laughs> One thing I can't appreciate about Lizzo, especially like in my space is she showed me the people who actually don't like me as a fat woman. Mm. So, you know, it's one thing for you to say, okay, I don't think she should have wore it to the basketball thing, that, the game, that wasn't appropriate. But then you start, when you start seeing people that you love call this woman a whale because she fat or a monkey because she fat, comparing her to animals and all this kind of stuff, then you, it's kind of like, oh, what, what you think about me? Right. You must think the same thing about me. If, right. if you go see this woman and compare her to an animal, you think I'm one too. And I, I absolutely don't need to have you around me. Cause I'm a, you gonna end up saying something and I'm gonna end up hurting your feelings. And we know you don't, you will tell somebody off. <laughs> if they, when they go low, I, I drag them to hell. Cause you know, <laughs> you know, Tasha, you know, I don't start no drama with people. You know, I'll mess with folks. Mm-hmm. So if you come with me, I tell them. You ain't, this ain't what you want. Cause I'm gonna roast your ass high heavy. And I'm gonna hurt your So I, you better leave me alone. Get, I, I give them one, leave me the hell alone. Cause if not, I'm gonna hurt your feelings. And you ain't gonna come back. But see, this is something that, this is a skill that I've had to build because I've been fat mo- probably since I was in third grade. Mm. So I had to learn how to get back at folks cause I've been defending myself for a long time. You really are, um, you really all my life I had to fight. <laughs> and people people say it all the time, but I am a living witness. It's hell being fat in the black family. <laughs> they because they don't mind reminding you. Who you done gain weight? Who you getting fat? Who you taking out? You, you should probably put a jacket on. Yeah, we don't have a filter. But the interesting part is if we look at all our pictures, most people started off small and by the end of their life they probably your size in the black family because of just the ongoing health risk the way we eat the type of food that we eat 
um, it plays into our weight. And I mean, it happens. I know I'm con- I try to be conscious of that. It does yeah. happen. Shit, life be happening. And mm-hmm. you know, we have to take on a whole lot of stuff that other people don't. So, you know. Say it again for the people in the back and the yeah. front and stuff. <laughs> and you might live in an area that's a food desert and you can't get no healthy food on. And so then you get, ooh, we have that conversation all the time because where I live is a new development, but, well, newer development, but it is, I mean, it's still a food desert. Like I have, well, now I have two stores that are in probably like a mile radius, but before that, they just closed the other grocery store that's closer to me. So it's, but there's a corner store every block, every other block. And so mm-hmm. when you depend on that and then there's McDonald's and Popeye's, that becomes the standard of where you end up buying food because it's quicker and you don't want to cook. And especially if you're a working mother or father or a family, you may not always have the time to cook, right? And so if you're not meal prepping, which sometimes takes a long time in advance um, or just time and you just don't have that time because you're tired, you end up going to those spaces and that then builds up all these other cardiovascular diseases and things of that nature that you know, just don't work. And I think there's a difference between being concerned about your weight because you want to be conscious of your health. Um, But then there's a difference, like you said, when it's literally just you fat shaming or doing some other things because of your own personal preference or probably some deep down insecurities that you're dealing with that you have yet to truly acknowledge. Because if you have that much disdain for a particular group of society, a particular demographic, um, I just don't know why you care so much. Yeah, people are people are not concerned about people's health. They're not, and and, and I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a, a prime example of how I know they're not. So there's this one girl I follow on TikTok. I forgot her name. She be making some good food. I mean, some good ass food. And even if it's an instant she eating a salad, people all over her page, you're going to be dead by the time you're 40. I mean, it's always, oh, that's so unhealthy, that, that's so unhealthy, that's this, that's that, this and that. But then there's another, a thinner, you know, TikToker that does the same thing. Oh, I love a woman that can eat. Oh, your food just looks so good. Total opposite. They're doing the exact same thing. But the reception is totally different because of their body size. And right. I'm a woman, I make sure I go to the doctor because, I mean, it's just something that I was taught in my family. We go get our checkups and everything. I don't have no health issues. I don't got no blood pressure issues. I don't have no diabetes issues. None of that. And I try to work out. And for the most part, I mean, I try to eat healthy most of the time. On the weekends, you know, it'd be a little hard because I like pizza and pasta and fried chicken. Nothing wrong but, with a little pizza. <laughs> Yeah, during the school year, I I try to, you know, make sure I'm eating, you know, kind of healthy so I won't veer out too too much to the left. Because, you know, things start affecting you when you get older, and I'll be 40 next year. So, I'm, you know, really? I'm thinking about my future. Girl, yeah. I'm about to be 40. I'm about to be 40, girl. <laughs> yes, I will be 40. I never would have guessed it. Black don't crack. <laughs> But yeah, when people be saying they care about health, they don't. Cause they, they get mad. They come on the internet. Girl, you, you want to know the most hate I get on what kind of videos I get the most hate on when I'm working out? That, that I get the most hateful comment on my workout videos. So I'll be like, what the hell you want us to do? You're mad if we sitting on the fucking couch eating, but.
But I'm over here working out, sweating my ass off, and you still offended. Just say you hate fat people and go. That's what you do. Say you hate fat, fat people and go. Because if me doing something to enrich my life, like working out, which I'll say that's what y'all want us to fucking do anyway, is making you mad, you absolutely hate fat people. You need to go sit on, your, sit on the couch and deal with your issues with a therapist. Because that girl, I be getting all kinds of comments from folks trying to be my personal trainer online to people be all, and it just be the same shit all the time. <laughs> and after you get done working out, don't go get a Big Mac. I just be like, you motherfuckers ain't original at all. Just the same shit over and over again. Like, I mean, come up with some better material. Just be the same shit over and over again. And it's always somebody who's scared, too scared to show their face. I love, now those are the ones. Mm-hmm that I absolutely love when they don't show their face and then you go and find out how they really look and then you comment and you post that in the group in the little caption section or the comment section I die because those are hilarious because you're right they don't show their face and then you go you be like but this is why so it's like you have the African American audacity to say something to me and, and you're out here looking like this in the world you out here Hurting people with your face. I told this one dude the other day. I said, look, sir. I said, now, your head is too big to not have grown into your ears. So I advise you to fall back. Because you ain't cute enough to be saying a goddamn thing about me. But it's so weird that your ears that damn big, but your head big, too. I mean, <laughs> silly. Well, this has been awesome. It definitely gives me a different perspective and more depth that I never even thought about when it comes to our BBW community. But I'm just proud of you for like owning the space and showing us. And I mean, me too, because I told you I had a problem with the word fat. I was like, this is uncomfortable. But it made me realize that I needed to do my work and realize why it was uncomfortable. I grew up in the age of Paris Hilton. You need to look like this. But realizing what you were doing and taking that space back and really redefining like what fat is. Like you had, you know, it kind of remind me of BAPS like when it was like yeah. fat, P-H-A-T. I don't want people to think that my whole online experience has been negative. It has yeah. not been. It's been a joy. I get a lot of comments too. People say, you know, I just really love seeing you on my timeline. I draw confidence from you because I be too afraid to do certain things. And then when I see you, like, it gives me a boost. And I'm always thankful for that because that's not even what I was trying to do. I wasn't even trying to do that. You know, I was just posting and people liked it. And it's been mostly good. I've gotten most support and people give me props. You know, they applaud me. So I'm thankful. And like this summer has been really, really good because I've had several like companies reach out to me for collaboration. Hey, you got some branding you doing. You girl, before we got on this, this call, I had to do a video and it took me about an hour to do the video. And then now I got to go and edit it and all that stuff. So I, I really am grateful. Like this experience has been positive for the most part. You're listening to In Your Face because life demands hard conversations. Watch on YouTube at I Am Tassian and stream on Apple and Spotify podcasts.